Today's gospel lesson is one that many, if not most of us, are familiar with. The parable of the Good Samaritan. We have all heard this read multiple times over the years. Let's look at it together, if you will, in your bulletin. Our lesson tells us that a lawyer stood up to put Jesus to the test, asking, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus answers him with a question. He says, What is written in the law? How do you read it? And the man answers, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. The man gives Jesus the summary of the law. This was Jesus' answer when he was asked, which is the greatest commandment? And we recite that, Jesus' answer at the beginning of every service, that summary of the law, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. It is a summary, if you will, of the Ten Commandments. Uh, the first Few of the commandments are all about our relationship with God, the vertical relationship that we have with God. And the last several of the Ten Commandments are about our relationships with each other, our horizontal relationships, relationships with our family, friends, co-workers, those that we know, our relationships with our fellow man, if you will. Jesus says to the man who's questioning him, he says, you have answered correctly. Do this and you will live. See, this command seems simple to love God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength and to love our neighbor as ourself. But friends, in our own human strength alone, it is impossible to keep this command. It is uh, hard, hard, hard to love God with all of our heart mind, soul, and strength. And as my granddad used to say, it is daggum hard to love our neighbor as ourself. But then the man asks the next question. He says, who is my neighbor? And to answer this question, Jesus tells a story. Uh, as Jesus often does in the Gospels, he uses a parable. And a parable is just a simple story told by Jesus in the Gospels, used to illustrate a greater spiritual truth or a greater moral lesson. So Jesus tells the story, the parable of the Good Samaritan. Look at it with me, if you will. Let's look specifically at what Jesus says, and let's look at what the Samaritan does. So beginning at around verse 30. Jesus says, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho, and he fell among robbers who stripped him and beat him and departed, leaving him half dead. Then Jesus says that two different men came by at different times, a priest and a Levite. Jesus says each one saw the injured man but passed by on the other side. Neither stopped to help, neither did anything other than actually changing sides of the street to avoid the injured man. See, both of these men, the priest and the Levite, would have served in the temple. Priests and Levites had to come from the tribe of Levi. The priest came from the line of Aaron, Israel's high priest. Uh, but in the temple, priests and Levites had different jobs. The priests 
performed the sacrifices and the Levites assisted the priests doing the work of elders, readers, deacons, helpers in the service of temple, if you will. For whatever reason, they saw the man and passed by on the other side. And then we get to verses 33 and 34. Look at those with me, if you will. And the story shifts because we see what the Samaritan does, what he actually does. Jesus says, But a Samaritan, as he journeyed, came to where he was, and as he saw him, he had compassion. He went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. And then he set him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. So let's look more closely at what the Samaritan did. Because, friends, it is what we are called to do for our neighbors. It is what we cannot do apart from God's Holy Spirit working in us. The parallels between what the Samaritan does for the injured man and what Jesus does for us are significant. So let's look again at verse 33 because the Samaritan's actions for the injured man reflect Jesus' actions for you and for me and for his people. So first, it says he came to where he was. Friends, Jesus comes to us where we are. He puts on flesh and comes down into the world to be present with us. Jesus comes to where we are just as the Samaritan comes to that place in the road where the man was. The second thing it says is it says he saw him. I think it's important for us to remember, friends, that Jesus always sees us before we see him. And when he sees us, it doesn't just mean that he sees us. It means that he knows us fully. He knows our sins. He knows our brokenness. He knows what we are doing. He knows who we are. He fully sees us. I remember when I was a child and would be out playing in the backyard. And if I heard my mom's voice yelling out saying, I see you. It didn't just meant, mean I see you. It meant... I see you. I know what you're up to. I know what you're doing. I'm paying attention and I know what's going on out there. I see you would cause a change in behavior pretty quickly. Jesus sees us. He knows us and he loves us in spite of it. The next thing that the Samaritan did was the Samaritan had compassion. Friends, Jesus loves us and he has compassion and pity on us. He is moved by compassion to share his grace and his mercy with us as his people. Then the next thing that the Samaritan did is it said he went to him. And this is a little different from he came to where he was. He came to where he was is sort of a general thing. He comes to that place in the road and he sees him over there. He comes Jesus comes into the world to save all of us, but then it says it went to, he went to him, and it means that he went to him specifically and personally. See, Jesus doesn't just come into the world to save sinners, which he does. He comes to us, you and me, personally, specifically, and individually. Knowing us and loving us, he comes and finds us. The Samaritan went to him. 
And then the last two things, uh, it says that the Samaritan bound up his wounds and he took care of him. He put him on his animal, took him to the inn, paid the innkeeper, but ultimately he bound up his wounds and he took care of him. Friends, Jesus comes into the world to bind up our wounds, yours and mine. He comes to forgive us of our sin. He comes to heal us of what is broken in our lives, physically, emotionally, spiritually, relationally. He binds our wounds, whatever they may be, and he knows what they are because he comes to us individually and specifically. And then ultimately, friends, the Samaritan took care of the injured man. Jesus comes into the world to take care of us as his own. He calls us into his family. He invites us into his loving care. He calls us into relationship with him, and he cares for us. Friends, this is the good news of the gospel. Jesus Christ is the fulfillment of the summary of the law, loving his God with all of his heart, mind, soul, and strength, and truly loving his neighbor, you and me, as himself. Christ came into the world to save us, to heal us, and to make us his own. Friends, Jesus comes to us where we are, you and me. He sees us personally and specifically, and he has compassion on us, showing us his grace and his mercy. Friends, Jesus comes in order to bring us into his loving embrace, forgiving us, restoring us, and making us whole. Friends, Jesus comes in the world in order to bring us to himself, to heal us of all of our infirmities, spiritual, physical, emotional. He heals us. He brings us to himself. And he makes us his own. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.